It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with Bears, and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby and Michael Pappas coming uh, coming at you. We're recording this right after the uh, the basketball game. And did Auburn losing to UCF sixty three to fifty five? Michael, that was um, that was one of the uglier games I've watched in a long time. Man, it's just standard Auburn basketball, right? We got standard Auburn football on Saturday, standard Auburn basketball on Monday. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, it was not good. So, I mean, going into it, I thought Auburn was in a great spot. It was their third game of the season. It was going to be UCF's first. And I'm like, great. I think Auburn's got a kind of a, a huge advantage there. And if you would have not known that watching the game, you wouldn't have guessed that in a million years. But I guess you could also have the argument from a film perspective. Auburn didn't know what UCF was going to do. I don't think that was the issue, but just as far as going into it. Auburn with their typical starters, Tyrell Jones, Alan Flanagan, Devin Cambridge, JT Thor, and Jalen Williams. Uh, Of course, no Sharif Cooper still, but he did post on his Instagram story that he was watching for what that's worth. And then I've got here in my notes, slow start for Auburn. I didn't expect that to last the whole game. I mean, Cambridge missed two free throws from the get-go. And then, I mean, free throws were just uh, tough for Auburn to come by ever since. Took three minutes. They got their first basket. It was uh, by Stretch Akingbola. And this is a Stretch Akingbola podcast. And, uh, you know, I, I have a note here. And once again, I didn't expect for this to last for the whole game, Pappas. But Auburn's first 10 shots, 2 of 10 from the floor, 0 for 5 from 3. Um, and that's just kind of, that was the whole game. Yeah, Zach, you're exact. I mean, you're exactly right, to put it mildly. Uh, I mean, it was just, I, I say it was a standard Auburn basketball game because I'm sitting there watching and I'm kind of like, hmm, Auburn can't shoot uh, away from Auburn Arena. Yeah. When have I seen that before? Right. Right. And it was trending towards being one of those big 20-something point upsets. And then it was trending towards being the opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, being one of those games that Auburn finds a way to win in overtime, even though they commit 23 turnovers and can't make a shot. And then, I guess, unlike Auburn basketball, they managed to lose, like, by, what, 8 or 10? So, I, I don't know. It's just a... Just a bummer. Just a, a sad couple days to be an Auburn fan. Uh, yeah, and we'll get to some even worse news uh, regarding football in just a moment. But uh, there was a stretch there in the first half, really early in the first half, where you saw kind of some potential upside for JT Thor, and then you didn't really see it again for for the rest of the game. But he ended with three points, one of six from the floor. He shot four threes. He missed all of them. And he was tied for the worst plus-minus um. Yeah, on the team, he and Alan Flanagan were the worst and had really similar stat lines. Flanagan was one for six. He made that three late in the game. And uh, yeah, he had a, played 30 minutes and his plus minus was 
uh, minus 12. That is not good. But this team started 0 for 12 from 3 before Jamal Johnson made one. Then he made the second one for the team, and then the third one. (laughs) Then uh, after that, uh, eventually Justin Powell made one with like 10 minutes left in the game. But the thing that was crazy to me, and a lot of Auburn fans were talking about this on Twitter. Pappas, I know you saw it too, but this team, like, they were trying so hard. They just couldn't score any points. The effort was there. Yeah, and I mean, that's the that's also very standard Auburn, right? I mean, they're not going to quit. They're not going to give up. Um, Bruce and, and his young teams uh, are going to come out and they're going to fight. And so, I mean, that guy texted you that I had one spin zone. That wasn't even it. But I don't know, man. This is just... This is just a bummer. I needed this from Bruce Pearl. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I, needed I was this. really I confident into going morning, into this. You're walking away what? When I walked into work this morning, right. the first thing that was said to me was, it wasn't, hey, it wasn't, how was your Thanksgiving? It wasn't, I heard you played Pinehurst this weekend. How'd you do? It was, man, I was not expecting Alabama to just crush Auburn like that. And then, you know what I did, Zach? I said, oh, I kind of was, and had to pretend like I didn't get my hopes up that it might be a close game. Even though you picked Auburn (laughs) on the podcast last week? So, you know, it just really set the stage for a bad day. I understand, man. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure there are some some youths out there Mm -hmm. in school whose parents had to sit them down and be like, hey, some kids are going to be mean to you today. Right. Um, because because uh, of a, a nice man named Gus Malzahn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll we talk more about football in just a second, though. Let's um, let's kind of discuss some of the good from this basketball game. Jalen Williams, eight points, three of five from the field. He was the only Tiger with a positive plus minus, and I think that's the most important stat. Uh, is how how do, how much do you outscore the other team when this player is on the floor? And uh, Jalen Williams was the only one. That was there. Um, Jamal Johnson was positive for most of the game, but he dropped to zero um, by the end of it. But obviously, he led the Tigers with 18 points, six of 14 from the floor, made five of 12 from behind the arc. And I think that was, um, that's kind of the biggest takeaway. But Auburn's going to lose a lot of games if Jamal Johnson is the best offensive weapon for you night in and night out. Like that will be a problem over the course of the season. He's just a streaky shooter. We saw it last year. I mean, there would be times where he'd make three or four off the bench, and it'd be like, okay, great. That's awesome. I think he scored double digits three times last year. I think I saw Tom Green of L.com tweet that. So that's that's a big deal. Um, and I, I'm just kind of looking through stats here, and uh, free throw is a huge one. Eight of 22 from the charity stripe, and that's, that means, that's bad. That means they finished like four of seven. And that was an improvement. Mm-hmm. We're talking about free throws. Right. I don't know, man. And, and, and the announcers for the game kept saying that, that Alan Flanagan is, you know, more of a three-point shooter. And I was like, dude, it's like, guys, he made three-pointers in like four games of all of last season. He was over in like every game except the two he went like nine for ten in. Mm-hmm. I don't – I mean, I, I get it. We're trying to build these guys up. And I know I'm usually the more positive person – but, I mean, what's next, Zach? Is equestrian going to be bad? Uh, I, I, hopefully that's safe, right? Hopefully that's safe from this 2020 curse that Auburn finds itself in. Um, I don't know. I don't know. 
I was pleased with Dylan Cardwell. Six points, three or four from the floor. Um, didn't shoot a three. I wish more of these <laughs> these players did not shoot a three um, tonight. I think they would have been a lot more efficient from the floor. But uh, I thought Dylan Cardwell, he's playing more than I thought he did. He played uh, 15 minutes tonight. So I think that's that's uh, exciting. I think he's going to kind of be the next wave of like Anthony McLemore. Um, and, uh, okay, that's kind of all I've got for basketball. Is there anything else you want to add? Yeah, it's interesting, actually, that you said that you thought he was the next Anthony McLemore because I thought he looked like Austin Wiley light. Uh, he, like he can catch the ball better than Austin Wiley. True. I just mean, like, Austin always looked, like, obviously incredibly tall, but, like, a little too long, a little too, a little too tall for, like, his own body and a little too lanky. And I just feel like, don't, like, if Austin Wiley was only six foot ten, he'd be Dylan Cardwell. I think, yeah, um, yeah, and, and I think I think we're saying the same thing here. But looking at Wiley playing his third game at Auburn versus Cardwell playing his third game at Auburn, like Cardwell has way better body control. It took Wiley like three mm-hmm. seasons for him to kind of get control of his body and figure out how to use it. So um, I, I like what I've seen with Dylan Cardwell so far. And, you know, a little unfair to compare him because when Wiley came in, like, he was still a senior in high school when he started playing SEC basketball. So, a little unfair there, but still um, very, very high on Cardwell so far. Yeah, and it's also really exciting, really fun to watch um, all these super lanky, super skinny freshmen and, I guess, sophomores with um, with Stretch Akingbola uh, defend the rim. Mm-hmm. I mean, JT Thor getting up and down, getting a couple big blocks. But, Zach, my big spin zone from this game. Okay. Um, Powell, the uh, the white kid right. with, the, with the red hair. Right. Or the orange hair. Justin Powell. Um, tell me that he does not look like he is going to be a senior, second-team All-American who scores 20 points a game and is like a semifinalist for the Wooden Award. Uh, I'm okay with that. I, I'm really high on Powell as well. And I think down the road when Auburn gets a point guard or maybe when Cooper comes back and he's actually able to play his true position as a shooting guard, I think we're going to see him take off. Or he's forced to you know stay at point guard and then four years later when he's figured out how to play point guard, uh, I definitely think you could see that click. Yeah, I'm all in on that. I am all in on that. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Frisky Whiskey. It is the Best place to buy, whether you know pretty much anything <laughs> that you want in the in the realm of liquor, beer, wine, tobacco, lottery. If you are in East Alabama or West Georgia, Frisky Whiskey is uh, is your one stop shop. It is uh, the best selection. You walk in, it's ten thousand square feet of uh, all kinds of things that you may want, and you will uh, you'll notice that the prices are significantly cheaper than anywhere else. Around So, highly encourage you to check out our good friends at Frisky Whiskey. Uh, it's right off of the interstate when you get into Georgia. If you were leaving from Lee County, you'll see a ton of billboards there pointing you in the right direction. Or, of course, you can type in Frisky Whiskey into your phone's GPS. Also, today's show is brought to you by the beer that is made to chill. And if you listen to this regularly, you know that we are talking about Coors Light. I know you always feel like you're always on, and sometimes you just want to relax. And you can do that when watching Auburn football or Auburn basketball 
or maybe just a game that Auburn's not involved in. That may be a lot more relaxing if you're listening to this show. But Coors Light wants to be with you when you do that. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for your moment to unwind. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. All right, Pappas, let's talk about maybe the worst news to come out of, you know, the last few days. Sorry, that was really loud as I turned my notes here. But Armani Goodwin, the four-star running back from Hewitt Trustville, has decommitted from the Auburn Tigers. He's been committed since May 19th of last year, and he's been the the number five running back in the country. This is um, This is a really, really big deal. I mean, he was one of the, I mean, I, I think he and Lee Hunter were kind of the two, you know, the one-two punch for Auburn's signing class, and Armani Goodwin does not look like he will end the, uh, the. He, I, he, I don't think he's coming to Auburn. Yeah, the most recent stuff that I was seeing, you know, a while ago, Zach, when you and I got really into recruiting because we were bored during COVID, was, was that LSU was talking to him and he had taken a visit there, but, you know, Auburn didn't need to worry because... His mom loves Cadillac, and and Goodwin loves Cadillac. I almost just said grew up watching Cadillac, but I'm not sure Goodwin was born when Cadillac was playing. Yeah, um, I think you'd have to go to YouTube to see that. Yeah. Um, I so found a Cadillac, Cadillac rookie card the other day. About a Cadillac rookie card? Yeah. Happy for you, man. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Keep going. I'm sorry. No, I mean, that's it. And like now we're in a totally different situation, I guess, where, you know, we have to worry about it. Um, this is just not. No, we definitely do have to worry about it. We definitely do have to worry about it. Um, Auburn's now to 12 verbals in the 2021 class. Caleb Johnson, the three-star offensive lineman, he, um, he pulled his commitment like two weeks ago. Um. His losing him does not feel as bad as losing Goodwin. So Auburn doesn't have a running back in this class. And I was kind of like trying to figure out how Mark Anthony Richards is going to get on the field. And I guess this is how. Um, It's still weird to me that Auburn has a hard time getting running backs. Because whenever they get a good one, they put him into the league. And they usually stick around for a while. So I don't understand why... Whenever Auburn has a half-decent one, they put him in the league. I mean, Peyton Barber's out there turning up yards for the football team right now. Yeah, he's still playing. Cap was in there for a while. And so, I mean, I just, I really uh, I really don't understand why that's, you know, you hear so many great things about how all these guys love Cadillac. And so that's, um, it stinks. And so I, I think... A lot of people look at this and, and saw this news in this headline as Armani kind of tweeted out, you know, the, the the text paragraph screenshot thing where he put it out there. And I think a lot of people ignored the the smaller picture of the story where Auburn is losing a very talented running back in the signing class and immediately expanded it out to saying Gus Malzahn is losing control of everything. Everything is slipping away. And man... I've been a very pro-Gus guy, but it's really hard to say everything is fine right now. It's really, really difficult 
with a combination of, you know, the Georgia game earlier this season, the the total debacle that was South Carolina, and then somehow it got even worse Saturday in the Iron Bowl in Tuscaloosa when Alabama just dismantles you from the very first second. And then you this is starting to happen. You're starting to see this class kind of shake up a little bit. And I just think when you put all that together, it's like, Gus, you better win on Saturday, man. You better win on Saturday or things are going to get really, really rough around here. This is, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. This is, I've been saying it all year, right? You lose the Iron Bowl. I don't know how you get up for this game other than to play spoiler. I mean, because that's really all you're doing is ruining another team's playoff chances. It, yeah, I, I agree, Zach. I mean, I'm, I'm usually the guy who's saying it's, it's not that bad. And, you know, we got we to gotta be patient. We got to wait. Um, it's not all on Gus. I don't know. I mean, even this is like, uh, it, it's, and it's not about losing, right? Like losing stinks, obviously losing stinks, but it, it, it's the, it, it is going out there in year eight or whatever it is for Gus and your team just looking so unprepared and just getting dominated. Yeah. Absolutely I mean, people dominated. weren't too upset after the 2018 iron bowl. They hung with him at halftime, and then in the third quarter, everything just fell apart. And it's just like, okay, you couldn't keep up with them. They're a more talented team than you. I get it. You're on the road. That's tough. Now, people were upset with how they handled the time at the end of the first half because that had nothing to do with ability, had nothing to do with talent. It's just you kind of bending the knee to Nick Saban. That's really what it looked like as Jarrett Sidham took a knee, and they had timeouts in their pocket. The weirdest thing. And uh, this one was just, you just got beat from the very first second. You didn't stand a chance at all. And it's just, how do you get up for this game on Saturday? I, I think Auburn will win on Saturday. And we'll talk about that more as the uh, the week goes on. But very wild. Very wild time. And um, yeah, uh, sorry we're so negative. A lot of you guys listen in the morning. So you're going to start your day off with this. And so, so sorry. But hey, something that you can do to make your mornings better is uh built go you've heard us talk about this before and in fact i've uh, i've actually started using built go a little bit more in the mornings i'm trying to get away from energy drinks and built go kind of allows you to get that pep in your step at whatever part of the day it is morning afternoon when you're crashing you know or if you're about to go work out or go you know play golf or something like that built go uh, helps you break through that wall it's easy to take in a one and a half ounce packages if it's in your pocket, if it's in your uh, book bag, your suitcase, your golf bag, your gym bag, your purse, whatever you uh, carry around with you, it's like a five-hour energy without that crash feeling, but it actually has like good ingredients in there. It's good for you. Uh, it comes with three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, or chocolate mint, and uh, it combines the energy gel with collagen protein, and uh, collagen protein's fast-absorbing, so it gets into your system fast, and it's easy on your stomach. So go to builtgo.com, use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. Let's go. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. 
Michael saw this on social media on Monday. Alabama um, posted a uh, a graphic, and it was kind of a it wasn't kind of it was definitely a jab at Bo Nix. And so, one, I will always appreciate pettiness in smack talk. Ten times out of ten, that's just I'm gonna think it's funny. Um, so Bo Nix had some comments last week leading up to the Iron Bowl, and he was asked about the Alabama offense and Mac Jones. And one, I don't think Bo Nix meant anything negative by this because that's not the kind of guy he is. He's kind of going to go out there and say what he needs to say, and that's it because um, he's a Gus Malzahn, like, disciple, I guess. But he called, he called Mac Jones. He said he was, you know, did a good job managing the game, getting it out to all these explosive playmakers. And uh, <laughs> Alabama puts out, a graphic it says manager material and it's Mac Jones and then there's one other person kind of faded out in the back but you can only see one person and it's Bo Nix. What are your thoughts on this? Wait, I didn't see Bo Nix in the graphic. Go back and look at it. There's oh my gosh. There's two players. One is Mac oh, Jones front yikes. and center yeah, and then right him. behind him um, yeah, you see Bo Nix wearing a 10 and like you can see other things are happening but like it's very clearly edited where Bo Nix is the only one that you can see. Yeah. Yikes. But my favorite part of the graphic is it says special teams player of the week, offensive players of the week, and it's Najee Harris, Devonta Smith, and, and, and Mac Jones. And there's five defensive players of the week. And I'm like, I'm looking at that and I'm like, yeah, it seems like he did a pretty good job managing the game and getting the ball to his playmakers. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So if we're going to talk about pettiness, like maybe try to throw to a receiver that's not wide open. Psh. I bet that would be difficult. The Bo Nix edit in the background is wild to me. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, that guy deserves a raise. Whoever did that deserves a raise. 100%. Yeah. Um. All right. So we will, um, we will play. It's Monday. No, it's Tuesday. So tomorrow we will have Gus Malzahn audio <laughs> for you. And we will um, look ahead to Texas A&M. I feel good about it. Maybe I'm an idiot. I don't know. Uh, I want to wrap things up today. Um, Pappas, as we're recording this, Bruce Pearl is uh, at a press conference. And uh, I just want to read this quote. Uh, This is Pearl. Quote, the kids have worked hard. It's not their fault we're not very good right now. It's my fault we're not very good right now. He takes responsibility. I love it. I love Bruce. I'm bought back in. I'm back, baby. I mean, I love that guy so much. I love you, Bruce. And, and they didn't give up. It's not, it wasn't an effort thing. So, like, I'm really not. I'm really not too worried not about worried. the UCF thing. No, I mean, two losses. You can still go what uh, twenty three and two. However many games we play this year, yeah. And no, I mean, I'm not worried. Not Pap- worried at all. Pappas, and where Bruce, do people find trust. you and hear you, bud? They suck me back in, Zach. Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. Please make sure you're subscribed. Leave a five-star review. Really helps us a ton in the algorithms, whatever that means. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. The 
NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.